You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the most interesting thing in tech from Nick Thompson, editor in chief of Wired Magazine. Hello, it's Friday afternoon, and the most interesting thing in tech are the disturbing new charges from the Department of Justice against Julian Assange. To understand what's happening, let's go back in time a little bit. Assange, in 2006, makes this site called WikiLeaks, where he encourages people to take information that somebody doesn't want published, send it to him, and he will publish it while keeping the identity of his sources completely secret. So information from governments comes out. Information from the private sector comes out. Lots of information that people don't want out there. Some of it clearly for the public benefit. Some of it has costs. But Assange is viewed as, at least by most people, as an idealist. Maybe an idealist who causes some harm, but an idealist in the service of truth, openness, a lot of the values of the early internet. That's 2006. Over time, his leaks become more controversial. All sorts of government papers that may or may not expose and lead to the death of assets, cause a lot of harm. Still. He still seems like an idealist. Then things start to get weird. Rape charges, he ends up hiding in the Ecuadorian embassy. He ends up being a tool of Russian intelligence in the 2016 election. Eventually he's kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy. And not that long ago, it seemed like he was going to be charged by the U.S. government just for aiding and abetting password cracking in a way that violated U.S. law. It seemed like a specific thing that wouldn't have harmful effects for freedom of the press, the thing for which Assange first seemed like an idealist. But then yesterday, we learned something new, which is that the government is charging Assange under the Espionage Act for publishing classified information. Now, over the whole last century, journalists have not been charged for publishing truthful information. If a government source comes to a journalist and gives the journalist documents marked classified, the journalist is allowed to publish them. That is how we got the Pentagon Papers. That's how we learned about PRISM. That's how we learned about all sorts of stuff in the last two years. For example, let's say the fact that Jared Kushner set up a secure line to Russia for communication. Journalists are, in general, 
as long as they don't pay someone, as long as they don't lie, as long as there isn't deceit, they are allowed to publish truthful information, even if it is marked classified. But now, for the first time, the government has said, we are going to go after someone who published truthful information because it was classified. This was a decision and a debate that the Obama administration had. They said, should we go after Assange on these terms? Or should we go after him for all the other laws he violated? And the Obama administration very specifically decided that freedom of the press was sacrosanct, and they wouldn't go after Assange under the Espionage Act. The Trump Department of Justice has made a different choice. So, this is going to go through the courts. It's gotten really complicated because Assange has become a much detested figure more or less everywhere because of his morals, because of his ethics, because of the ways he's lived, because of all sorts of choices he's made. But he's now a much detested character who, if he loses this case, would have a very chilling effect on the ability of any investigative reporter to do their job. So it's quite worrisome. In the meantime, the case hasn't happened. If you have any classified documents or any secrets, you can send them to me. NXThompson at ProtonMail.com. Send me a message. I'm open for business. All right, see you on Monday. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.